This episode is brought to you by Raw Republic, my juice bar. We're located uptown in New Orleans, Louisiana. We offer 100% cold-pressed, 100% organic, and 100% consciously created recipes and options to bring you the highest quality, best-tasting juices, smoothies, acai bowls, cleanses, and raw food meals, snacks, and desserts. Also, we have a killer selection of healthy shopping from coffee to super herbs, nut butters, and supplements, if I do say so myself, because yes, I've pretty much sourced all, sourced all of those options. Um, and if you're in New Orleans or actually elsewhere, even looking for more conscious products like skincare and self-care products, I have another business upstairs above the juice bar called The Space. And The Space houses healers, wellness practitioners, and coaches, as well as many of my favorite products. Uh, I'm sure some of you have heard of them. Living Libations, hint, hint, being one of them, which is my favorite skincare line. We offer it there. And if you're not local, don't worry. Our retail products are also available via shipping. And most of our wellness practitioners offer distance sessions. So the best place to find this information is via our Instagram, wellnessxthespace. And also be sure to follow Raw Republic, Raw Republic at Raw Republic Juice on Instagram. So getting into this episode, I'm so honored to have had JC Gossett join me. JC is a founding teacher and the director of training and development for the class by Taryn Toomey. So for those of you who aren't familiar, the class is a practice that's sweeping the globe literally as a cathartic method of exercise through challenging spiritual and strength building movements, but also through curated cleanses and retreats. So the class by Taryn Toomey is based in New York City, but a lot of what they're doing is beca- is moving more to an online format and also retreat-centered format. So you can catch them in Los Angeles this spring. A lot of times they do events in Martha's Vineyard. All of the places look dreamy and amazing, and, I, and it's on my bucket list to go to one of these retreats sometime soon. But um, speaking specifically about JC, JC is known at the class and to her clients as this warm, vibrant, uplifting energy to help you move through life's intensity. JC seeks to help her clients and everyone that she touches discover the power to overcome their limits, whether they be physical, emotional, or spiritual, both on the mat and in your life. I'm so, so, so excited that this episode is bring is being brought to you today. It's International Women's Day for those who you don't of you who didn't know. Um, because JC is the embodiment of the type of mentor and leader I want in my life to continue inspiring me, way showing me, helping me to become the person that I want to be. And I know that you're going to feel that too through this episode because she's so authentic, she's so kind, and she's really shown up for a lot of life's teachings in ways that she has so much wisdom to offer. I loved speaking with JC and I know that you're going to enjoy this episode. So if it resonates with you, if you learn something from it, as usual, please share it with a friend. Join us in the conversation on the private Facebook group on discussing the episodes and also connect with me on Instagram because it's the easiest way for me to streamline all of my information. So without further ado, this is JC Gossett. You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. 
from the owner of the celebrity-acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Welcome, everyone. This is an incredibly special episode that we have at Raw Talk with Sheena with a super special guest. We have today Miss JC Gossett. Welcome, JC. <laughs> Thanks, Sheena. I'm so excited to be with you today. So, JC, everyone's going to see your bio, but I like for people to get to know my guests by them describing who they are outside of what they do. So, can you give us a little insight as to who JC is? Yes. Um, so beyond my, my title, right, which is I'm the director of training and development at the class by Taryn Toomey and I'm a founding teacher. You know, I'm, I'm everything from like a small town girl from a small town in New Jersey <laughs> to, to a wild and primal, um, unruly goddess that needs lots of space and lots of lots of space to roam um i'm a i'm a lover and a romantic my i have a an open courageous heart that falls in love every day and also gets broken every day um i'm a truth seeker and believer i'm i'm interested in getting to the root of things with myself and my life and the people that i love I would consider myself a light worker. I believe in the good of all people and I'm working towards higher consciousness in myself and in every class that I teach. I am a freedom fighter. I believe in equality and in everyone accessing the truth that is for them and sharing it with the world. Um, I'm a believer um, and I also like to bowl from on certain occasions. <laughs> <laughs> that was hands down the best description of a self I believe that I've ever heard. Props to that. A couple of things that came to mind when whoa is that first of all, you know, for the for my listeners, JC and I haven't met, so I've only been able to kind of soak up some of her amazing essence through Instagram and, and some of the projects that she's working on. So but JC, what makes you say that you are a believer? Like give me an example of something in your life that or something that you've been through that has made you feel that you are a believer. Yeah, I mean I think that you know, uh, for me, whatever current challenges that I work with, and that's everything from being in in business to my own personal development to working through dynamics with my fiance and working through dynamics with my family and coming up against my my own areas of healing. There is there is an innate sense in me that that comes to a place that believes that, that truly like the universe has my best interest at heart. And that at the end of the day, no matter what I'm working with, I choose to come around to, to the light of believing that it, it is for, for the highest of high intentions. And, you know, to give you a specific example, it could be in my relationship with my fiance, where we're coming up, potentially against our own stuff with each other. Right. And mm -hmm. in the darkest of the dark, in those moments where, you know, you're, you're, you're butting heads, there's tension, there's, there's, you know, needing to be heard, needing, needing to, to process where we're feeling. I, I know that it is for, 
for the growth and involvement of our relationship, like to be able to go into the dark, scary places in our conversations of how we feel and what works and what doesn't work and what we need, knowing that we are going to come out on the other side stronger, more bonded and basically freer. Absolutely. How did you see the transformation begin of, you know, looking back at a younger JC, for example, and just seeing that those troubles and and that difficulty, like, how has it changed with your, your greater awareness of needing to step into this difficulty, or difficult times to um, come out on the other side? Like, how have you kind of seen that transformation take place? Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was younger, and I think didn't have a lot of the resources that are available today with just self work and your own personal growth. And let's just say, um, like really being a woke person, like paying attention to what's happening in life. I, I avoided confrontation, I did everything I could. I mean, when I wasn't necessarily like taught to to step into confrontation or have the emotional awareness around communication to talk about my feelings or be heard. So, so the confrontation was so uncomfortable that I did everything I could to not be confronted or confront anybody, anybody around anything that wasn't working for me. And you know, what I, what I got from that was one, there was no growth in that Two, I was really I was really not honoring what was true for me, right? So there was this scary place of being like, okay, I'm going to step into conversations that are uncomfortable or stand up for what I believe in for myself, knowing that this is going to be extremely uncomfortable. But at the same time, it was the only pathway towards freedom, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So how do you how do you see yourself operating now kind of with that in mind that it's okay to be in those uncomfortable situations? Like what has that done? What has that transformed in terms of like your own Mm -hmm. self-worth and the way that you feel about yourself, the way that you're able to interact or the things that you've seen in response because of that? Yeah, I think I walked around with a lot of, you know, um, I was maybe one way in my, in my professional life or in my outside life. And then in, in my private personal life, another way, just because I was avoiding it so much. Right. So I was walking around this with this energy of like, no one necessarily would understand me or I don't fit in anywhere, or it's hard for me to connect with people. And the difference in that is, is really feeling like you're being true to yourself and the true to yourself piece is no matter what you're feeling or what your opinion is about it, that you're able to voice it. And in the voicing of it, you actually do reach a place of connection and intimacy and vulnerability, all the things that we, that I would have wanted for myself. And Mm -hmm. that I look at my relationships now that are the strongest, the relationships that are strongest for me are the ones that I am, I'm the most vulnerable and I go I go into the place of speaking about the things that are most uncomfortable for me, knowing that I'm honoring my truth, what, what it is that's true for me. And when we're disconnected from our truth, voicing it, feeling it, sharing it is when 
is when that feeling of disconnection or confusion or lack of clarity or um, integrity comes up. And I feel like in that place, it's it can be a really slippery slope into into depression or into um, just feeling like life is happening to you and you're not really directing it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And one of the things that you were just saying that that is coming to mind that I'm thinking about is, you know, being so vulnerable in relationships. It's, I feel like it's, it's a, it's a life, it's a chrysalis point for a lot of women because from my standpoint and like from what my childhood and, and I feel like you're a lot like me in in a sense of like, being very independent and driven and and heart centered and at the same time being empathetic and also um, at the same time wanting to be a very strong individual, I find it sometimes challenging to be in relationships and to to be and act vulnerable or to ask for help and I feel like a lot of women feel this way because so what, what goes th- yeah what goes through your mind is like you know I don't want to bother my friend with my sob story or like no mm-hmm. one wants the the negativity and what mm-hmm. I feel like you represent is someone who can so beautifully depict that and I I wonder if it's just mm-hmm. that you know the world and other people are ready to accept the reality of living or if maybe you've you've become so comfortable with it that it's easy for someone else to see and witness through you what do you think mm. i mean i definitely think that the world is changing i think that the roles that uh, for women are shifting to a place where you know, it's like we, we, we fought for so long to be independent <laughs> and uh, at least speaking for myself, I fought for so long to be into the in, independent and, and to drive my life and, and not have to depend on the conditioning for me was like, oh, you're going to need a man to take care of you. And, mm-hmm. oh, you know, that's really great that you want to do all of those things. But what about having a family and having children? And what about, you know, so I fought for so long to pave away from myself that was different than any other woman in my family or, um, that I could, I could have a career about what I was passionate about and focus also on business and spirituality that so much of my work now is about not hardening in that role, about not letting my, my independence and my driving nature create so many walls that I forget to soften and being vulnerable at the same time. So it's like, I feel like for women, we're in this conversation of how do I be independent and and be my own lady boss and run the world and have my career and, and, and be someone who is on a path of spirituality and evolution and all of those things, but also still still access that that beautiful divine like feminine soft vulnerable energy that allows us to connect with other women and in our relationships 
I feel like that's the million dollar question right now. That is the that is the billion dollar question right now, JC, because, you know, I I have made it an intention this year to focus on women who are running spiritual business on this podcast because I need the inspiration. I need the support from other women who are doing it. I need people, I need women and, and men to, to look up to that I can see aren't just telling me to, you know, grind and work 24 seven. And, you know, um, you have to do this, you have to do that a very male driven action oriented way of living. Mm-hmm. I need those mentors and I need people like you to look up to that's that are living this message and showing me that even though it's not easy, which it's not easy the other route either, um, it's okay. And here mm-hmm. is your support team behind mm-hmm. you saying like, let's move forward and make this the new way of doing business. Let's make this the new way of living. So what are some of the things that you have maybe felt uncomfortable? You know, when you're creating a business, from my experience, it's like you're creating newness every single day. And at the same time, you can always fall back into what other people have created that quote unquote works. So how, Mm -hmm. how do you take the opportunity to create newness without falling back into what's worked for, you know, Mm. the male driven business, for example, how do you stay true to kind of what you're being driven to move forward with? Right. I mean, I think every day is a new day. I I have to come into every day and every conversation with in our team like it's a new day where I'm not carrying what was working before over into a new conversation. And that takes a lot of work on my part to be self-reflective of where I am that day and then honest about voicing that. So to your point before, like the old way, I think it was really, it, it is a slippery slope and easy to get caught up of this idea of success as being the person who works the hardest and works the longest and pulls the all-nighters and is saying yes to everything. And that, that I think we get we get a lot of like accolades for that, you know, like, Oh, the, she's such a hard worker. She never says no, or she's the last person to leave the yeah. office. And in the redefining that new definition of sex success, it, it, it takes a lot to reprogram that in ourselves and for other, and for the people that we work with to, to constantly, I think, call each other out of like, you know what, you really haven't had a day off this whole month. I think in, in support of each other of drawing the attention to not how hard we're working, but focusing on the self care part of it Mm -hmm. of, you know, good for you. You, you went and got that massage on Saturday. Oh, good for you. You went to higher dose and did the sauna on Saturday and, and celebrating self care Mm -hmm. helps rewire that of, you know, the old way of like, it's the person who works the hardest and works the longest in it, in it for myself of how, how I keep myself on point for that is I let everyone in our team know what my weaknesses are, which is I have a hard time asking for help. (laughs) I have a hard time knowing when I need help. And then I'm an, I am a work in progress. So the more open I am with my struggles and what I'm caught, what we're all working on, then I, I can be held accountable by my team saying, you know what, JC, like 
is this the area where you actually need to be asking for help? And I can also say to my team of amazing women that I work with, okay, I'm in a place right now where I know that I need to ask for help and it's a struggle for me to ask for it. So this is the beginning of a conversation of me strengthening that part of myself to, to know. I mean, you know the signs when you start to go out of balance a little bit, right? It's like you all of a sudden um, notice that your breath isn't as deep as it as you would like it to be. You all of a sudden notice that you're saying no to hanging out with your best friends um, a little bit more. You're saying no to that extra yoga class. You're saying no to um, taking those 10 minutes in the morning to drink your tea or have that moment of silence for yourself. So I feel like I'm I'm building that muscle in myself to start to notice when I, when those red flags are coming up before I hit burnout stage Mm -hmm. so that along the way I can say, okay, I'm, I'm cutting some corners in my self care over here and I, and I need some help in keeping myself accountable. Yeah. That's great, JC. But something else that I think a lot of women deal with, especially in leadership positions like yours is that we're so empathetic and we're so mindful of all these things. And yet we also need to motivate a team. So what is the balance between keeping your team motivated and energized? And then also with that, you know, for me, I, I'm, I constantly have in the back of my mind, and I think this is a maturity thing, like maybe something that I'm, I'm going to move past, you know, when I let other people take the responsibility for their lives and their health. But for, for a long time in my business, I've always been always questioning how everyone else is doing. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely depleted me. And I think it's, it's probably been a way to avoid my needs. But also, Mm -hmm. I think that it's, it's probably innately a part of a women, a woman leader. And so Mm -hmm. do you deal with some of those things? Yeah, the, the, we talk a lot about being an empath and feeling, obviously, at the class. <laughs> and, and I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's always, we're always learning. I'm always learning about that. I, I know that we take turns, too, about who, okay, who's in the place where they're feeling the most motivated and energized and there there's kind of like this unspoken way where then that person becomes the voice championing ever championing everyone and this intuitive sense when we know okay well that person now maybe um needs a little bit of like extra extra support and then the voice of of motivation shifts to maybe Natalie who's the executive director of the company so the the communication of in our core team of saying to the other person, I'm in a state where I need some more support, or you know what, I I need a little bit of a moment for myself. We're really good at then picking it up for the other person to be like, okay, I'm on the front lines now and I'm, I'm the cheerleader for the team. And then almost like a, like a, like a, like any tribal society, you pass the baton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> someone, someone gets to be the, the cheerleader that month. And then the next month that person maybe is taking a, a bit of a rest, but with, with the empathetic, with the empathic skills, it, especially if you know that you are someone who puts other people's needs before yourself, this is, it's a, this is a big one to learn of, Am I taking 
better care of everyone else than I'm taking care of myself? And how do I begin to basically just reroute that right away, immediately? Yeah, that's big. It's big. I needed to hear that. That's really good. That's so, I mean, it's, it's absolutely each one of our responsibilities to be mindful of where we are vibrating. And at the same time, to be understanding of ourselves when we're maybe not operating at optimal level and we're not doing everything right. And, you know, we need to learn something in order to, um, to do it the way that we, we consider right or the correct direction for us, you know, like getting to that point is sometimes uncomfortable where you've figured out how to find that stream of, yes, this, this feels right. This is my flow. Do you Mm -hmm. remember? And, and I kind of want you to go back to like, how did it begin to flow that you became the director uh, mm-hmm. and the co-founder of this company before, like mm-hmm. take us to the time of JC before that. And like, how did it flow mm-hmm. into this, this new experience? Yeah. Well, so I, I've known Taryn for a really long time and, and, um, prior to her birthing the class, I was, I mean, doing a bunch of different things. I was a competitive Latin ballroom dancer. I was working in commercials. I was working as a production fit model. I worked on a television series for the travel channel called dance the world where I I traveled around the world studying movement as a way of, of healing and how people move in different cultures around the world. And I was really, I was really like fixated on this one part of my life. I would say like I was, I had traveled around the world and the program was called Dance the World, and it was it was the thing that I was like most passionate about. I was like travel, dance, cultures, cultures, working working with people in movement for healing, and you know for whatever reason the universe was just like not now, <laughs> like you know it was the teaching that I was getting at the time was this not that it is not right for you, but it was just kind of like it was not flowing. Interesting. So I fought for a long time upstream. I fought it, right? I fought like what the information was directing me in this new, in this different way. And at that time I reconnected with Taryn. I was back in New York City. She had just launched the class. I took my first class. And in those first few moments, I intuitively immediately knew, like I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just knew that something was happening. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I don't even know how or why, but I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. And she, Taryn is one of the most intuitive people you you, you will ever meet and she could see it. But at that moment, like I, I could feel what was happening, but I was still kind of in my own way, swimming upstream with wanting to make this television show work mm-hmm. and wanting to keep pitching my, my idea around. And there was a moment where I could feel that I was one, not in flow. Two, I was in my own way. And three, like I was getting delivered some information that was very important. And I was choosing to, I was like, I was throwing a tantrum around it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, well, this is not what I wanted. This was not what I envisioned for myself. This was. And so 
I had to basically like break down around that and grieve this, this other vision and dream that I had for myself at that moment and get really clear with what was presenting itself. And what was presenting itself was actually all of the things that I wanted for myself, but man, did it look different. It just looked different, but I was caught in, in like the technicalities of it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it, it, it was like, I had, I had to get hit over the head a couple of times to wake up to what was there. And once, once I made that shift, everything started to flow. And then I was like, okay, so we're going this way. You know, I'm, I'm aligning with Taryn in the class by Taryn to me, and I'm going to start teaching and all of these things that were super scary, not at all in my three to five year plan for mm-hmm. myself. Right. <laughs> and, but but the feeling, right, the feeling of being in flow and, you know, when you hit on your truth button, like you just hit on it and and your truth button gets hit and you're like, yes, I don't know how this is going to work out, but yes, this is actually correct for me. Once I dropped into that and surrendered, everything else started to flow. Can you give us some tips on how you completely surrendered? What did that feel like? Like what were some of the things yeah. in your life that were like, Wait, don't surrender. Don't surrender. Not safe. Mm-hmm. Like, can you give us some of those examples of how that was kind of registering in your, in your brain and your body? Yeah, it was, I, I knew that I was in my head overthinking something and trying to be right. You know, I knew I could see, I could watch myself having this dialogue of, well, it's not what it was supposed to look like, or no, 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 no. You know, this, I could just see myself trying to, my mind trying to actually convince my spirit, you mm-hmm. know? So in that funny dance between myself, I could I could step outside myself and be like, okay, well, clearly I'm in an internal struggle right here. So that war within yourself is a very unpleasant feeling. <laughs> nothing, nothing feels right. You can't escape yourself. You want to like jump out of your own skin. Um, so I could feel that internal struggle and that basically like brought me to a place of, of really needing to just have some time to reflect and get quiet. So what that looked like was me taking kind of like a pause and being like, all right, I need to reevaluate what's happening here because I'm in an internal struggle. Mm-hmm. And in that deep, quiet space of just letting myself feel and process and feel and process and get frustrated and, um, you know, mourn this other vision that I had for myself, the more that the truth could, could materialize, like could come up. But the, the tips were, giving your, I mean, I don't think we give ourselves enough time to, to literally reflect on how we're feeling. And then also sometimes you just need that space to let the information come. So when that internal struggle comes up, I think that's the red flag to be to, for, for our, our spirit and our, our higher self to need that pause mm-hmm. to need that, like, okay, I'm going to take a moment. I'm not, I'm not going to basically bury this or keep, keep, you know, being busy type of energy. I'm going to give myself the gift of processing and actually let the information come. Yes. For you, were you journaling? Were you waking up in the morning? Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Please, God, help me. Like, I'm so scared. Like, was that was that happening for you? Or was it a little less intense at that time? 
Yeah, it, it, you know, there's a lot of moments like that where when we say it brings you to your knees, I experience that where I'm on my knees, maybe it's in the bathroom and I'm so frustrated or so maybe, maybe, you know, the tears are there and I'm, and the, the dialogue with myself is when the dialogue, let's just say with, with spirit or that bigger energy for me is please just show me the way to go. Like, please, I, I surrender. I am, I am, my eyes are open. I'm here listening. I'm following the signs. Please just show me the way to go. So, and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, what and, did it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did it look like? What were some of the things that started happening once you said yes? It then becomes this cataloging of moments of feelings. Like, you, you, my, my, where I was pointing my ship then was in the ways, was in the areas that felt in line to truth and not like good, like not necessarily the things that felt like, Oh, that just feels good. But when I started saying yes, there was a feeling of, of again, like I'm going to say, like it hits your truth button. Mm -hmm. And then I started just collecting those and the things that I was saying no to, I was getting that same feeling of like, yep, this is, this feels, this feels right. It feels less complicated. It feels correct for myself. It feels aligned. It feels like I'm in my heart. It feels like I'm honoring what my truth is. I'm not overthinking it. So I just kept cataloging and collecting those moments and they were pointing me in a very specific direction. And that was, that was the way that I was going. Yeah. So when you're doing that, when you're saying yes to everything that's happening and showing you the way, does it start to give you a response in your life? You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, if I say yes to all these things that feel good, that feel like they're in the flow, that feel like the universe is directing me towards them, am I going to be taken care of? Am I going to have the things that I need and want for my life? Am I going to be supported Mm -hmm. financially? So what was happening once you were saying yes? Yeah. And, and some things were right away getting better. Like, like the quality, let's just say of my relationships were, were getting better. Um, I ended up meeting my fiance things like that started popping up, Mm. but I, but there is a breakdown before, (laughs) before the, before everything does start to rebuild. So I, I really feel you on, on that. Like if I say yes to the things that are true for me, am I going to, is it going to, and I think yes, not always right away, right? Not always, this is where we call, where we talk about like the Phoenix Phoenix rising out of the ashes. Sometimes the saying yes is burning it all down. So the saying yes was very uncomfortable to stepping away from one path and stepping into another path. And, you know, and you can imagine all of the conversations that go with that and the uncomfortable um, moments of, you know what, I'm going to be going this way and not that way. Yes, totally. But in the long run, because this is what we're thinking about, we're not thinking about the immediate gratification. We're thinking about the long run, 100%. If you are acting and thinking and believing and living in truth, I have no doubt that the universe, that you will be taken care of. 
you know, that yeah. you, that that you will be taken care of. Would you say that through this time and now, even more than ever, that you have a sense of faith? Do you have something that you believe in? Do you have something that you have to hold on to knowing, like kind of what you're describing to me, you're saying, you know, Mm. like if you say yes to yourself, if you're following your, your passion, if you're following your feelings, if you're, if you're listening to the universe and listening to yourself, you will be supported and provided for. Is that what Mm -hmm. you consider to be your faith? Yeah, there's, you know, I believe I have faith. One, I have, I do have faith in humanity and I have faith in this universal energy that bonds us all right it it doesn't have a a name of a religion for me it it doesn't necessarily have a face it's um it is a it is a feeling it is a vibration it's it it happens in class a lot when we teach and we reach to a we reach a place where there's this you know unspoken unspoken energy that we are all in that I would use the word truth again, that connects us to each other. And I have faith in that energy. I have belief in that energy. I know that in that place, like we are unstoppable. We are, um, anything is possible. We, our bodies can begin to heal themselves. So faith, faith, yes. Like it, and it's a, that's a big question for me of what is your faith and what do you believe in? And it's constantly changing and forming for myself. I mean, I'm, I think I'm a work in progress of how, of how I articulate that. So yes, that faith is a big part of my life and belief is a big part of my life. Um, I think it would be, you would absolutely be denying saying that it wasn't because you can just, you can feel and hearing you speak, you can, you can see it in your, your pictures, you can see it in your work. I mean, I've seen videos of you teaching. It's, it's absolutely a a spiritual experience. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's a beautiful answer and it, and it leads me to wonder and it, it actually, I feel like I know that so many women probably show up to your class needing that support, that that filling mm. up of that void, that filling of the cup, you know, like that experience is so needed for so many people. And I imagine that that really is the draw to the experience of the class with you. Do you see mm-hmm. anything? Do you see anything in particular that that women need support with that you can kind of just feel by being in the room with them? Like, is there, are there a couple of things that you feel like women as a whole just need that, that essence of oneness and, and support from you like yeah. when they show up? Yeah. I think, I think for a lot of women, they, they love coming to class to be around other women. I think that, more than ever, women are are recognizing and being proactive around community and like being around other like-minded women that are not competitive or judgmental or clicky that are in support of growth of one another is is still new for a lot of women. Like, oh, I don't have to be, I don't have to worry about the person next to me um, being jealous or competitive with me, I think that is is still very new 
for for a lot of women. Absolutely. So, but but that that innate sense of wanting to be in a community is is drawing women, I think, to to the class. Like I think our company and and lifestyle brand promotes that and and it just feels so good to 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 connect with other women and share your stories and share your struggles and what you're working on and what's working for you. So I think that is definitely one. I think overdoing, overworking, over planning, over scheduling, <laughs> over everything is an epidemic for all people, but specifically we're working, talking here about women. Yeah. Overextending yourself, trying to do it all. Um, and you said it brilliantly of just needing to fill yourself up and fill your cup up. I think women are coming to, to, to have a moment for themselves, to not have to do anything yeah. except breathe and move their body and recharge their batteries. Um, and then, and then the other, the other piece is still voicing, voicing how you feel. You know, I, I, as bold as we are right now, I still think it's, it's a, it, it's a, we're always strengthening that muscles to stand up for ourselves and speak our truth and not be afraid mm-hmm. to let's just say not have everybody like us or be perfect or be accepted. Yeah. You know, I think that women hesitate to be the first one to not be overscheduled, to not be overly taxed, to not be perfect, to not show up. I think that women are sometimes fearful to be that first, you know, everyone says like, Oh, I'm, I'm not judgmental and I'm not worried about the person next to me. But yet when you see it embodied in a, in a person, it really does stand out. Okay. So JC, if there's any of those, are there any ideas of women that really represent that fully in your life? Mm -hmm. I'm so fortunate to work with, um, incredible women in our company, strong, uh, brilliant, creative, caring, family-oriented, um, that are women that are, are great mothers and amazing friends and daughters and sisters. And they, they continuously teach me all the time. I look up to them in so many ways, not just in business, but just how to navigate being a woman in this world with passion and drive and wanting to to maintain a sense of integrity around like what is important to you and your values. And, and what speaks to me the most about all of the women that I, that I work with from Taryn, our founder, Natalie, our executive director, director, Becky, our president is they're They're just so honest with what they're working on. So as a leader, I feel it's so important to not give the appearance like you have it all figured out <laughs> that you've mastered, you know, being a, uh, the best boss or the best mother or the best, right. So to, to see women lead with their strengths and also be able to share what they're, where they're working and see it as a work in progress is, is the greatest source of teaching or inspiration for me to never aspire to be at a place of having it all perfect or figured out is, is, is the biggest teaching for me. 
Yeah, that's so huge. As the as the company is starting to expand and grow, are you feeling that emotion of fear before expansion? Yeah, I, I would say the the feeling is uh, is overwhelmed. <laughs> is, mm-hmm. is how are we going to do all of this? How am I, how am I going to do all of this? How am I going to, and totally, there are so many moments of waking up in the middle of the night in sheer panic of failing for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's the truth. If I was telling you anything else, I would be 100% lying. Um, in those moments, the, the beautiful thing about what we do is we have a practice and that practice, which is called the class by Darren Toomey, is the thing that brings us all back together. It's what grounds us. It brings us back into the work. And when I find myself spiraling out into those places, I know I need to get back into the work. You know, I need to get back into the core mission of what we it's like revisiting your mission statement every time you take class. So that's incredible. That's so incredible. I mean, I have I have a juice company and I'm thinking like, okay, how do I get everyone back into the vibration of feeling the mission and, you know, we can drink a juice together drink and that's juice. something that I haven't <laughs> thought about before, but that is such a, an amazing description of just, because really it's, it's, it's that if you're afraid of failing, you're not in the moment, you're not in the present moment. Yeah. If you're in the present moment fully and you're connected with so fully what you're doing and you feel empowered by it and you feel supported by it that is being in the present moment and that's why those fears go away because they are in the experience of presence not there because they're not reality and so but I mean how refreshing is it to for I mean I'm letting I'm telling you it's so refreshing for you to say every morning you wake up and you're like holy shit is this am I going to like fail at everything that I'm trying to accomplish and because I feel that all the time. And, you know, there are, it's just, it's directors. There are things that are sometimes I think redirecting me, my course, and, and sometimes they don't feel so great. And so what comes to my egoic mind is I'm a failure. I'm done. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have, and the reality is that in the present moment, everything's okay. And that you're so supported by all the things that you've described that you've said yes to, which is Mm -hmm. connected to your heart. And that's Mm -hmm. so motivational and that's so empowering. And that's such a beautiful message, JC. So thank you for Mm -hmm. saying that first of all. Um, Mm. But bringing us like kind of to a close now and kind of finalizing this conversation about spiritual business, what does it mean to you to run a spiritual business? Yeah, it, it, a lot of it is, is practicing what you preach and, and in just like, I'm sure you can relate is it's really easy to just get caught up in, in anything and basically ignore the truth signals and, and, um, you know, fall into the pattern of just grinding it out and working those long hours. And to, to be involved in a spiritual business means that for me is like, I have to be practicing. I have to be practicing spirituality and my, my own ways that I connect for myself to be a good leader, to be a good partner, to be a great coworker. And 
with all of us in the company of, of keeping each other accountable in that way of coming back to just like you were saying before, it's like, you got to come back to drinking the juice together. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's just that one little ritual of like, okay, this is, this is where we connect. This is us practicing what we're preaching. This is us living the way that we're, we, we are designing this business it's a lot of it's a lot of checking in and and spirituality for me if you were you know we we're talking before about faith and belief is the definition i resonate the most with is is just the process of looking in is 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 what i feel the most connected to when i think about spirituality so in that very simple way running a spiritual business is 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 the continuous check in of the process of looking in and communicating that mm. So perfect. So just kind of completing the conversation, I know that you have to get to a class right now. So (laughs) what are, what are the things that you're looking forward to either? You can give us two things, one personal, one for business that you're looking forward to this year. I am looking forward to as many people experiencing the work of the class by turn to me, like getting being able to experience the work of it is, is lights me up. I, that, that's what drives me is knowing that we are spreading a method for people to heal. So this next year for as many new people as experiencing it and expanding that I'm looking forward to, um, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to deepening my relationship with the work itself and stepping into a leadership role where, you know, I, I direct, I'm the director of training and development. So, um, creating, creating circles and conversations for our, our teachers where they're able to feel supported and have a place to go to like process everything that, that goes on when, when you're a teacher. Um, and I just had a birthday, so I'll give you three <laughs> things. And I just had a birthday. It was a, it was a big birthday, and I just turned 40, so just <laughs> saying that. Go, girl. And I'm just – I'm excited to what that is, of just really feeling more in my own skin and um, and and being raw and, and super vulnerable in that place. Uh, not, hi- s- not hiding. You said being raw. That is the perfect, that's the perfect end for the Raw Talk with Sheena podcast. <laughs> JC, you're so amazing. I'm so honored to have been able to interview you for this short time. Everyone, oh, Sheena, thank you. Everyone is going to want to know how to connect with you, how they can come to a something by you, by the class. So I'm going to put all the information because I have it on some of your upcoming um, retreats and, and your classes. Of course, I'm going to connect it to that as well. And again, thank you so so much, JC. You're amazing. Oh, Sheena, thank you so much. Such an honor, such a privilege. We'll connect again soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.